coming out of this pandemic, I think one of the primary roles of leaders is going to be to bring people together, especially as we have experienced a real feeling of disconnect. So when you look over your network, who are people that need to be connected? Who are people that could come together as a group and they could level each other up? There can really be a sense of growth when these people come together. Welcome to Rise and Lead. I'm Benjamin Lundquist, and this podcast is all about personal growth and leadership. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our Rise and Lead community. We are a community of leaders who are passionate about growth, leadership, and expanding our impact on the world. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about leading well after the pandemic. I'll share 10 changes or shifts that leaders need to consider now if they're going to lead well in the future. The world has changed. We know this. It's the responsibility of today's leader to stay ahead of rapid change, choosing to be a leader who anticipates change instead of simply reacting to change. The Rise and Lead podcast is designed specifically to motivate and equip you to live your greatest life with maximum impact. We are going to find out what makes great leaders great and how you can start growing yourself, rise, expanding your impact, lead, and living the life that you have been created to live. I want to personally invite you to be a Rise and Lead partner in spreading the word about this podcast and all the episodes that will follow so together we can reach more people. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can get all the episodes that release every month. Rate the podcast. I'm always going for a five-star rating. Leave a written review about how the podcast has added real value to your life. Your reviews, they make a huge difference. And finally, share about Rise and Lead with your family, your friends, and your social media network. Screenshot this episode on leading well after the pandemic and send it to somebody or text somebody the episode link. You are helping people rise to their next level by connecting them to an episode. When you share about the podcast as an Instagram story, Make sure you tag me and I will always try and give you a repost. As we start this episode, I just want to take a moment and say thank you. This is episode number 50. I can't even believe it. It has been such an incredible journey to grow with you over 50 episodes that are being downloaded all around the world. And there are communities and leaders who are receiving this content because of you. And so I want to thank you for all the reposts and the shout outs and the shares and all the love and support for the podcast. That means the world to me. And I'm excited about the next 50 episodes as we share more empowering content with the world. I like to start each episode with a quick prayer. So let's pray together. God, the world is changing at such an incredible rate. Help us to be leaders who anticipate change and don't simply react to change. May this episode challenge us to build a better normal. God, help us to fight that pull to go back to what we have always done, 
but give us the courage to build something better. Amen. So I want to share with you some shifts or changes that I have observed that are going to be important to consider as you look at leading well after the pandemic. And I know firsthand the pandemic is not over yet. We know that. We don't know if there's going to be another spike or a new variant, but I want to get your wheels turning right now with changes that have already happened and changes that may continue to happen in the future. Remember, the challenge is we need to be leaders who anticipate change, not simply react to change. Leading well beyond the pandemic starts with asking better questions. For example, before the pandemic, we might have asked, how do we continue doing what we are currently doing long-term? Coming out of the pandemic, we should be asking, how do we pivot now so we can stay ahead of rapid change? Here are 10 shifts or changes that I am observing that are going to be important for leaders to consider when it comes to leading well after the pandemic. Number one, online platforms and live streaming are here to stay. This is not going to be a passing fad because of the pandemic. We need to think seriously about how do we build effective online platforms. And this is not just about sharing content with the world. You got to remember that people can get millions of pieces of content with the click of a button. Online platforms are more about building real community. You got to remember that as my friend Heather Thompson Day says, social media is inherently social. So when you think about an online platform, you do want to give life-giving consistent content, but you also want to be looking at how do we steward an online community well. And when it comes to live streaming, I think that most larger events will need to be complemented by live streaming. And it simply is a way to connect with more people and give a broader reach to what we're doing through live events. So ask yourself, who is doing the best job in the world at building online community and platforms and who is doing the best job at live streaming events? What can you learn from who is doing the best? But when it comes to online platforms and live streaming, it's here to stay long term. Number two, doing life remotely, personally and professionally will continue long term. I know there are some leaders who long to have people back in person like it was before the pandemic. But we're just not there yet. And I think when you look long term, people are going to be doing life remotely. So you can fight against that. Or I would challenge you to look at how do you empower people with training and equipping where they are at so they can be fruitful personally and professionally. Number three experimenting in the margins is the way forward. When you think about leaders and teams and organizations moving forward, you need to think about your culture more like a laboratory and less like an academic classroom. An academic classroom is about having the answers. A laboratory is about trying things. It's about experimenting. 
It's about setting up your teams and organizations to be able to pivot and shift quickly because you are always trying things. So moving forward, you need to be experimenting. I'm going to say that again. Moving forward, you need to be experimenting. And the reason I use that word margin is because it doesn't mean you have to experiment at the core of your team or organization, but you need to have some fringe experiments happening all the time. And that way, when your team or organization faces the rapid changes of our world, you can pivot quickly because you are always trying new things as experiments. Number four, in-person events must build real community and add more value. Before the pandemic, you could launch an in-person event and you could bet that a certain number of people would just show up because the live event is happening. We don't have that assurance anymore. So when you think about launching in-person events as we come out of this pandemic and move forward, in-person events need to be done with a higher level of excellence. And here's what I mean. You need to provide an experience that people cannot get online. If people can get the same experience online, then why are they even coming to your in-person event? You've got to be looking at how do you build real community in person that somebody can't get from just going online? So how do you build real community and how do you add more value because you are meeting in person than somebody could get from an online platform? So I want to challenge you. You have to do in-person events better. They have to be done in a way where every person feels like they belong that they are listened to, that they're part of this experience that is happening, and you have to add more value. No longer can we take it for granted that people are just going to show up to an in-person gathering, but we have to do in-person gatherings better. Number five, less content and more conversation. Whether you communicate online or whether you're a speaker for in-person events, I want you to consider that people have been receiving so much content and they have access to so much content, especially during the pandemic. I've heard people say, I am so done with Zoom. I am so done with people just spitting out content and me being expected to just download content after content. So think about your message as a communicator. It's going to be most effective when you can complement a shorter amount of content with more conversation. I speak quite often and I've started speaking again for live events as we are slowly coming out of this pandemic. And one thing that I have found to be really effective is sharing a shorter amount of content and then helping people process what I have shared. For example, if I normally would speak for 30 or 45 minutes, I may trim that down to 25 minutes followed by a Q&A with the audience where I ask the audience to lean into the content that I have shared for those 25 minutes, and we talk about it, and I let them ask questions, and we talk about application and what the content means to them or to their community or to their role in a team or organization. But I want to just challenge you, experiment with less content as a communicator and more processing and conversation. When people are allowed to process content, 
that content takes root in their life. And there is a greater chance that they will apply the content that you have shared if they have a chance to really engage with the content, process it, and talk about it. Number five, leaders need to see themselves as curators. Here's what I mean. When you think about the people you work with in your teams, your organizations, people can get content anywhere and everywhere. There is so much. Again, I mentioned earlier, click of a button, you can have access to millions and millions of pieces of content. So as a leader, you need to be a content curator. You need to be looking for the highest value content that exists and helping your team filter out all the content that is out there so you can give them the content that is going to help grow and empower them the most. As a leader, help your team members filter through all the stuff to that real gold, that content that is going to grow them to the next level and really help move them forward. So you need to be a content curator. That could be video resources. It could be podcasts. It could be digital articles. But be in the mix as a leader on what is out there so you can curate the best content for your team. In addition, you need to curate groups of people. Coming out of this pandemic, I think one of the primary roles of leaders is going to be to bring people together, especially as we have experienced a real feeling of disconnect. So when you look over your network, who are people that need to be connected? Who are people that could come together as a group and they could level each other up? There can really be a sense of growth when these people come together. You think about what is so popular right now when it comes to mastermind events or private Facebook groups for growth. It is all about curating groups of people. So again, when you look at your network, what people need to come together and you as a leader can be that person who connects the dots so people can come, they can learn and they can grow and they can get better. Number seven. There will be a long-term focus on mental health and well-being. If there's anything the last year and a half or two years have taught us is that so many of us have struggled with mental health and well-being. So as a leader, you need to look at how are you going to support the mental health and well-being of your team members, the people that you work with long-term. I would be asking the question, what do I need to do every day for my team? What do I need to do every week for my team? What do I need to do every month for my team, every six months for my team, and every year for my team so I can support their mental health and well-being? And as a leader, this goes for you too. You need to steward well your mental health and well-being. So whether it's personally or with your team or organization, how are you as a leader going to create rhythms of support for mental health and well-being long-term. Number eight, effective leaders will need to lead with honesty, transparency, and empathy. As we come out of this pandemic, people are not looking for a leader who is always right. They are looking for a leader who is real, somebody who is relatable. We have all been through so much in the last year and a half or two years. And if you pretend like you have it all together when you stand in front of your team, 
or you lead your organization, you're not going to be relatable to people who are struggling as they move through real life. So you've got to be willing to lead with honesty and transparency. This also means being real about challenges in your team or in your organization. It doesn't mean you have to share anything and everything, but you do have to share enough so people know you're being honest and that you are leading with transparency. You're also, additionally, going to need to be a leader who practices empathy. And empathy is very different than sympathy. Sympathy says, I feel sorry for what you are going through. Empathy says, Let me listen so I can understand what you are going through. If you want to impact your team and those you work with long-term, you need to practice empathy. Everybody has a story that needs to be heard. Everybody has been through experiences that are unique to them. And when you take time, hear my heart on this, when you take time to listen to what people have been through and are going through, you will impact them long-term. I'm just saying this to a few people. Some of you need to be quiet and listen more. Some of you need to talk less about your story and listen to other people's story. Remember, empathy is about listening to understand, not listening to respond. Number nine, leadership hierarchy has been flattened especially during this pandemic. And here's what I mean. Before the pandemic, I think that people put a lot more value in leadership hierarchy and organizational structure. Titles and positions meant a lot more. But all of a sudden during this pandemic, when anybody and everybody is on the same Zoom call and everybody can unmute and everybody can share their voice, it flattened leadership hierarchy. And so when it comes to the respect that people have for leaders, it's less and less about somebody's position and title and much more about somebody's ability to empower other people. And this has always been the heart of leadership. Leadership is not about titles and positions. Leadership is not about creating followers who are impressed by the title we have or the position we hold in an organization. Leadership is about empowering people. Leadership is about growing and developing more leaders. And so moving forward, that emphasis needs to be on your radar even more than it was prior to the pandemic. How are you going to empower and develop people better? And that brings me to number 10. Teams will need more growth and development opportunities than prior to the pandemic. When you think about moving forward, How are you going to help your team grow? How are you going to help your team develop? One thing that we're realizing, I think, was so much shifting during this pandemic is that people are less and less committed long-term to organizations. Often they have one foot in and one foot out. So I would just challenge you with this. What's the reason that people should stay with your team? What's the reason that people should stay with your organization? How are you developing and growing people? Give people a reason to stay. Give people a reason to commit long-term. Put serious focus and energy into the personal development and growth of your team. Let me leave you with a quick review. Online platforms and live streaming are here to stay. Doing life remotely will continue. 
experimenting in the margins is the way forward. In-person events must build real community and add more value, less content, and more conversation. Leaders need to be curators of content and community. Long-term, there's going to be a focus on mental health and well-being. Effective leaders will lead with honesty, transparency, and empathy. Leadership hierarchy has been flattened, and teams and employees will need more regular growth and development opportunities. I hope this episode gave you some things to think about as I shared the 10 changes or shifts that I have seen that will affect leaders who want to lead effectively moving forward. Make sure you screenshot this episode, share it with somebody, and post it to your social media accounts. Don't forget to tag me so I can give you a repost. I know there was somebody who you know who needs to hear this episode. So thank you for sharing, subscribing, and rating the podcast. Seriously, that means the world to me. Look for new episodes to drop every month. You won't want to miss those. Thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself. You are worth it. Remember, the best time to rise and lead is now. 